Through two games of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Boston Bruins have been unable to weather the Carolina Hurricanes and find themselves in a 2-0 series hole that, quite frankly, seems too deep to come out of. But according to Patrice Bergeron, it's still early, and they're looking to turn things around Friday night in Game 3 back at home. Going to talk about all this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, May 5th. I'm still in COVID-19 protocols, but that will not stop me from jumping on the mic and talking about our Boston Bruins. If you could follow along on Twitter, that would be greatly appreciated. You can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me at Ian C. McLaren for all the latest hockey tweets, dad jokes, and the like. Uh, I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, Great support on the podcast this week, despite Boston's poor performance on the ice. And we're going to get into here what happened in Game 2 with another Boston Bruins loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. There was some progress. Game 1, 5-1. Game 2, 5-2. There you go. Bruins making positive steps. But that is a glass (laughs) extremely half full take on things. Uh, Just another, I don't want to say disastrous, but very discouraging night for the Bruins and us fans as Boston falls into a 2-0 series hole. Now where to even start with this game? I guess I'll begin with a key injury that the Boston Bruins experienced last night, which was Hampus Lindholm. Bruce Cassidy has already addressed the media here on Thursday morning, and Hampus Lindholm has been ruled out for Game 3 of the series with an upper body injury. He took a huge, clean hit from Andrei Svechnikov as he turned around the Bruins' net, Uh, Lindholm struggled to get to his feet, needed assistance from the trainer, Dustin Stuck, and Linus Ulmark and Jake DeBrusque to make his way to the dressing room. He did not return, and Bruce Cassidy said after the game that Lindholm was not doing well. Cassidy said it looked a bit high to him. That's why he left the game with an upper body injury. It was on time, the hit, but it looked high. Certainly, he fell back pretty hard as well. Uh, The officials didn't see it that way. Uh, No call on the play. It seemed like a a fairly clean, hard hit, to be sure. Injurious, which is very unfortunate for Lindholm and the Bruins. And he will not play Game 3 on Friday night. Likely, it will be Mike Riley who will come in and play with... Brandon Carlo on the second pairing. So that's a huge loss 
for the Boston Bruins. On the other side of the ice, one of the big stories of the night was an injury suffered by goalie Antti Ranta. He was filling in for an injured Frederick Anderson. He left in the first period after a collision with David Pasternak. Pasternak was initially assessed a five-minute major, but after review, they reduced it to a two-minute minor for goalie interference. The Bruins were on a power play at the time, uh, so that was wiped out, and... It really fueled some controversy as to what Pasternak was doing or thinking on that play. From the Bruins' point of view, you know, Bruce Cassidy said it's David Pasternak. They were on the the Bruins were on the power play. He was simply trying to chase down the puck and did his best to get out of the way. What was odd about it was that he lifted his hands and made contact with Ranta. Uh, on the mask. Um, He said his foot caught Ranta's pad, but he's trying to get out of the way. No intent there at all on the part of Poshnok from a Bruins point of view. I, I kind of feel the same. I don't think he was trying to, you know, punch Ranta in the face on the way by. I think he was trying to get out of the way. It was incidental contact. There was, you know, people were in an uproar about how Ranta was bleeding. As Andrew Raycroft pointed out on the Nesson broadcast, that was likely due to um, Ranta's mask caused by the incidental contact kind of scraping his face. That being said, Ranta was unable to return. And... Carolina rookie goalie Pyotr Kachetkov was forced into action. He made 30 saves on 32 shots in his postseason debut. Um, the Hurricanes obviously knew they had to tighten up in front of him to give him a chance. They do that very well. They can check well, and they let him get a feel for the game, kind of limited shots early on. They got a little bit more pressure later in the game, and uh, he had kind of found his footing and was able to make those saves for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so I really do think that it was the right decision to bump it from a five-minute major to a two-minute minor. It was a penalty. He did make contact, but I think... This wasn't like a Milan Lucic, Ryan Miller situation. Pasternak could have trucked Ranta pretty hard. He was out of his crease. Uh, But he got out of the way, caught the pad, lost his balance, hands came up, made that contact. No word yet as to whether Ranta will be back for Game 3 or if Frederick Anderson will be back. But Kachetkov certainly played well enough to give the Hurricanes the win. And um, the Bruins, yeah, didn't make it that difficult on him early on, unfortunately. And then, like Cassidy said, by the time they did get some shots on goal, uh, he had found his groove and was clearly already uh, kind of, yeah, in the zone, able to stop the Bruins once they found their game. Going to talk more about uh, this game. Yes, Henry? 
Let's see the sandbox. Sure, go to the sandbox. Good idea. I'm uh, going to talk more about this game here in a moment. But first, a quick word about athletic greens. If you have gut health issues, uh, looking for an optimized immune system, but you hate taking tons of pills and vitamins every day, you can check out Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-sourced, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special, special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically all the things. Uh, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 per day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of your of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Those watching the video feed, you might have heard it on the audio as well. My son Henry, also in COVID protocols. Uh, but he's enjoying this beautiful day out in our sandbox, isolated, of course. So the Bruins have some reason to be encouraged heading home. They're down 2 nothing. Uh, I'd argue they have been the better team 5-on-5. Five five. Just haven't had... The breaks go their way. It's been a, a common refrain all season long. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't play much 5-on-5 five five last night as they were uh, killing penalties quite often. Uh, they had one power play opportunity of their own. They went one for five. Not bad. I mean, not great, but not bad. Uh, and then they gave up. Or... a yeah, they gave up nine penalties. What am I trying to say? They were forced to kill nine penalties, and the Hurricanes went two for nine in that area. Five on five, though, the Bruins led in shot attempts, shots, scoring chances, high danger chances, and expected goals. If you kick it to all situations, uh, the Hurricanes led in expected goals. Uh, Bruins still had more attempts, shots, high danger chances, uh, but the Hurricanes 
obviously made good on their opportunities fueled by those um, those power plays, to be sure. Uh, the Bruins did break through with a power play goal by Patrice Bergeron uh, late in the second period to make it 3-1. But they surrendered two power play goals to the Hurricanes, uh, sandwiched around that goal, which left them in a 4-1 hole after two periods. Bruce Cassidy said it, it comes down to discipline. They were in the box a lot last night, and they have to look at that and see what was warranted, what wasn't, but that can't continue. Um, again, the Bruins went on the kill nine times, faced three separate five-on-three situations. Uh, Carolina capitalized on the second two-man advantage on a Nino Niederreiter goal. Um, and Patrice Bergeron said, we've got to do a better job of being composed and disciplined. You can't give them that many five on threes. They're going to make you pay. Uh, you want to play between the whistles, play physical and hard, but you want to make sure it's the right way because tonight they scored some goals on the power play and it hurt the Bruins in a big way. Um, you know, after the whistles, getting those extra minors, you can argue about whether or not the refereeing was on point, whether or not they were, I don't want to say favoring the Hurricanes, but, you know, there was a lot of times where it could have been offsetting minors, Bruins got the extra one, or, uh, yeah, I don't know, that's an area where the Bruins certainly need to improve. I don't know if a guy like Trent Frederick will be um, made an example of. He can sit for a more experienced guy like Chris Wagner or Anton Bleed can come in. Uh, but the Bruins certainly have to crack down on those uh, penalties on being more disciplined after the whistle, certainly, and um, you know during, during play as well. Uh, in an attempt to get the Bruins going, Bruce Cassidy reunited Bergeron with Brad Marchand and David Pasternak in the second period. Uh, Bergeron had the one power play goal, added another one at even strength uh, to make things a bit more interesting. Uh, it was 4-2. Uh, the Bruins had a, a power play opportunity late in the game that they went with a 6-on-4. Uh, Cassidy said he just wanted to get a spark. Not much was happening. They've been together, and sometimes it will give you a lift. Something they may have to do going forward. Uh, it was always something they would consider. Um, they need to get some other lines going as well, finishing some plays, bigger bodies going to the net. Um, they were close to scoring with these guys going. Uh, could have had more than two. And to Bruce Cassidy, it's not too little too late because you're not, um, you know, you can't evaluate fully until you get home. That's the old trope or cliche, right? The series doesn't start until everybody plays at home. The Carolina Hurricanes held home ice. And now it's the Bruins' chance to uh, play at home 
assert their game on home ice and start getting some confidence and see what happens. Uh, Bergeron's two goals gave him 48 for his playoff career, pushed him into sole possession of second place on Boston's all-time postseason goals list, surpassing Phil Esposito. Cam Neely holds the club record with 55 goals. And speaking of Patrice Bergeron, his focus after the game was one game at a time. All they can focus on now is game three. Playoff hockey, you're going to have some adversity. For us, it is still early. Uh, They're going to hope to get a lift at home. They've played well all year, and it will be a challenge for them. Uh, They maybe got away from a few things that have made them successful. They can get away from some matchups that the Hurricanes are able to take advantage of on home ice. Um, So it's going to be a challenge for sure. Is the hole too deep? Um, We're going to see. We're going to see what happens on Friday. Before we get into some news and notes about Friday's matchup. Yes, Henry? Okay, can I, I just need to finish this, okay? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports info and betting stats. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby will be on as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information from live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile advice to learn all about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Speaking of Game 3, it's already been announced that Linus Allmark will be benched and Jeremy Swayman will get the start. This is one area where the Bruins can make a change and get hopefully get a spark. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that the first two games were all on Allmark, if if at all, really. I think he played fairly well, well enough to give the Bruins a chance to win, certainly. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, they're going to make the change and give Swayman the opportunity. Uh, you know, he went 0-2, gave up 8 goals on 57 shots, an 860 save percentage. Again, there were some defensive breakdowns. Again, game one, game two, the first couple goals were scored by Carolina getting hard to the net. Deflection here and there, and it really changed the complexion of the whole game. Uh, Is Allmark to blame? Certainly not, but Swayman will get a chance here to try and uh, right the ship but it will take significant improvement uh, in front of him as well to, to beat these Hurricanes, who are obviously a very, very, uh, a very good team. Now, um, yeah, so Lindholm out. I would assume Mike Radley will come in. Allmark replaced by Jeremy Swayman. And Bruce Cassidy said, you know, the Bruins need timely saves. They certainly, uh, yeah, they're going to need those timely saves when the tide gets shifted. Uh, 
like they got early on and late the other night and in game two. Uh, it's important in both of these games to remember they got those two goals in quick succession. And then uh, you got to just make those saves in order to uh, give your team a chance to win. Not saying Allmark didn't do that, but, you know, it's hard to say they're going to they're scapegoating him, but uh, it really seems like, yeah, they just want a, a kind of a different look in net. Uh, the Bruins think they can attack their D more and force them to defend. Uh, the Bruins have some elite offensive players. Talk about timely goals. They need a little more of that, and their high-end guys need to be willing to attack a little more and see if they can break them down. Coming through the neutral zone, they have uh, very good gaps, very mobile team, a very good defensive team. They make it difficult to gain the zone. But the Bruins still have to find ways to create, and some of it will be on the skill guys to use their speed and ability to create something for themselves. The other Lions have to be a little more direct, win a race, and get into the dirty areas and score those goals. And that would be, of course, the third and fourth lines. Third line struggled again. Um, five on five. Uh, only a 40% shot attempt uh, differential for them. The line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. They were on the ice for only four minutes of ice time. Uh, shots were 6-2 in their favor. 8-3 the shot attempts. Uh, Nick Foligno, Thomas Nosek, Curtis Lazar. Shot attempts were 9-4 in their favor. Uh, Halla, Hall, and Jake DeBrusque saw four minutes together, and they had a positive um, shot attempt differential as well. So we might see things changed up a bit. Can we see the Hall, Halla, DeBrusque, Marshan, Bergeron, Pasternak? It's very possible, uh, and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing perhaps Anton Bleed come in for Trent Frederick, or maybe Chris Wagner coming in as well to give them uh, another look. So that's the story after Game 2, heading into Game 3. Bruins down 2-0. Overall, I think they have, certainly at 5-on-5, five five, they have played well enough to have better results. Um... They have, uh, you know, at 5-on-5, they have a 56.07 shot attempt differential. Uh, They have a positive shot differential, 49-45. High danger chances, they have a 53.57 advantage. But 5-on-5, a 3.7 shooting percentage whereas the Hurricanes are at 16.67 so the Bruins really I don't want to blame it all on puck luck but right now uh, their PDO is at 8 87% 83.33 save percentage 3.7 shooting percentage and you hope that that kind of uh, changes on home ice and if it does the Bruins do have a chance to get back into this series uh they just need to strike first strike hard 
Cobra Kai style. And um, they play much better when they have a lead. They're more confident. If they could get a lead in Game 3, uh, then that bodes well, obviously. Um, it's a huge hole. The Hurricanes, formidable opponent. It would be an upset if the Bruins pulled this off, win four games out of five to beat the Hurricanes. Excuse me, but they have three games on home ice out of those five. Uh, all they have to do is win at home, win one game on the road, and uh, and they'll be okay. But that's a tall task, to be sure. Uh, anyways, that's it for today's episode of Lockdown Bruins. Excuse the distractions. Grass cutting outside. My son running around. A bit of COVID brain going on. But thank you for tuning in, for watching if you're on YouTube. And uh, I do appreciate all the support, all the well wishes on Twitter. Feels like a bad cold at the moment with cement legs and a light head, which is kind of weird. Anyways, game three will go Friday in Boston. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to preview the game, see if there's anything else the Bruins will change up. And also bring you the latest from around the NHL. Do check out the Locked On NHL podcast uh, for that as well. Our uh, team always bringing you the latest from around the league on the Locked On NHL feed, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Again, I'm Ian McLaren. This is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.